Curious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. Hello, I am co-host Robbie. That's my new style of intro. That's good. It's good. It takes up space. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's what it is. It had presence. It had presence. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Uh, how yeah. are you, JM? I'm doing all right, Robbie. I'm doing all right. I'm about halfway through uh, electricians rewiring my entire house. Ah, uh, yes. For your uh, your uh, remodeling your uh, secret uh, villainous lair. Yeah, yeah. To, and to basically... have Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the uh the electrical wiring in the attic was from like the early 1900s. Wow. And uh yeah, had been electrical taped into newer wiring in like the 70s or something. So, all of that was uh, ultimately not desirable. Hmm. Well, um yeah. Nothing lasts forever, I guess. That's true. <laughs> uh and I prefer to have it replaced than have it catch on fire. Hmm. Well, you know, replacing things is uh, kind of a theme, I guess, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Replacing and remaking, remodeling. Uh Uh, It's a theme in life and it's a theme in video games. So it is, Robbie. So it is. I thought I'd just get straight into the segue. Straight into it. Straight in there because I don't really have many updates for my life i'm not remodeling anything mm. um yeah yeah nothing much is going on you were talking about uh you're trying to buy a motorcycle oh recently. yeah 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 i've been trying to buy a motorcycle i uh put a down payment on it at the end of may or june i really can't remember at this point <laughs> it's been That's, a while yeah um because my weird car has been in the shop, and I was like, "Well, you know, my weird car might be in the shop for a while, so I'll, I'll get a motorcycle." And it's it's a it's a Honda Monkey, so it's just barely above a scooter. Like it tops out at sixty miles an hour. Cute little thing, about two thirds the size of a normal motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just perfect for getting around. You know, doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, but I guess they've had shipping issues, so I. Uh... Yeah, I guess that's a COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world. People right? are going to be using that excuse for everything now, aren't they? <sighs> for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna use it for everything. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it an excuse. Oh, uh, sorry, I can't come to your birthday party, COVID. I can't. It's a valid reason. I can't do that thing that you asked me to do, COVID. Like, I'm just going to use it for as long yeah. as I can. I reckon okay. I can get away with it for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, I hope you get your bike soon. Thanks, me too. The guy yeah. that, that just called while we were starting our call yeah. uh, sounded optimistic that it'll show up. So oh, good. I, really should, have, I, I s- really should have taken those motorcycle safety courses a couple months ago. <laughs> I started uh, driving lessons again. and uh, Oh, nice incredibly this the week after i finally got back into a car and started doing driving lessons after many many years uh, uh there's a, a a fuel 
uh, supply crisis in the UK and nobody can get any fuel. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So I can't uh, do any driving, which is uh, sad. But yeah. uh, you know, one of those things. We 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 go on. Yep. We and, do. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully one day... This is a really uh, rambling intro now, isn't it? I segued so fast was, and so was, well. Yeah. <laughs> and now you we're did. just rambling. And then you took it back out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I was just like, I'm well, just anyway, along for the hey, ride, Jay, Robbie. So you're, you're, the, you're remodeling your house. And, hey, uh-huh. uh, sometimes in life, you know, things need a fresh lick of paint to, uh-huh. in order to update them uh, uh-huh. for 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 things and um the same is true of entertainment we see remakes of uh beloved films and tv shows and now uh video games mm-hmm. we, have, have we remade any of our video games devolver we haven't have we um <clears throat> unless the bootleg counts no oh yeah i guess that does oh man that was a good one we could have used that Anyway, yeah. everyone at home, this week we have a topic, and it's remakes. You know, this is also the, the reboot of the list episodes. There we go, yes. So that's yeah. why I'm excited, because we've actually kind of got, we've got meat to discuss this week, rather than uh-huh. just a, a general devolver Rambling. ramble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what drew you to uh, to the topic of remakes? Because it was well, your suggestion. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll. Uh, you know, we're this this list won't be in any particular order. We'll just Mm-mm. be talking about remakes. Um, but uh, I've been playing the ActRaiser reboot, ActRaiser Renaissance. Ah, yes. <laughs> had very strong negative feelings about at first um yeah. it's visually like the the platforming parts are they're visually unappealing to me um and it's it's kind of weird because the original act razor as an snes release title was gorgeous for its time yeah um and not that i expect that same like that same level of being you know above and beyond what i'm used to but uh, like they had a, they they use like three D modeling on a lot of the, the the characters. Yeah. But it just it doesn't it doesn't like match the backgrounds. There's just like some stylistic differences, and it's a little jarring. Um, Square has like a very specific style, I find, like a house style for the way that they either adapt or uh, reimagine older games for newer systems yeah you know like um i can't think of any other good examples but i just i'm looking at the act razor renaissance uh remaster now and it's kind of got those um illustrated um i don't know they're character not cut- portraits yeah they're not cutscenes, are they they're character yeah. portraits yeah um 
which is very japanese style i mean obviously it's japanese company but um yeah you see them in a lot more of these you know kind of uh recent uh um efforts by square i find uh yeah i mean that's i mean that's always been square's style like even in the old like manuals for like final fantasy yeah i think i just mean like the the the, 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 just style. the general look of them but yeah um i can't remember that artist's name he also did the the art like for they, they did the final fantasy 2 book art and a lot of the castlevania symphony the night art mm-hmm. um and i don't remember that guy's name but yeah i get i think he has long-term influenced their character art style um and yeah the introduction the introduction of that to act razor was a little weird too because there's like there's characters now that have like names and they uh, <laughs> they have like narratives, which right. wasn't really a thing in the first game. There was like one or two named characters, yeah, uh, in the original, um, and they were very pixely. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 grown on me. Like I got it because uh, ActRaiser's huge for me. I love that game. I I still want to do a you know a, an ActRaiser like. You know, if I ever get to make a game, um, there's one in my head. Um, but so, uh, hmm. well, I guess I kind of would like to know more about Actraiser because I, the name is familiar to me, and the game is familiar to me as like a, a very distant memory as a kid. Yeah. Um, people <clears throat> talking about Actraiser, or you, you know, reading it yeah. in magazines or whatever, as this kind of. Uh, it, it felt like it was a big deal. It was kind of... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a really special game. And I don't... I'm, whenever I look at it now, I'm trying to think, I'm like, is this... Do I remember seeing this game? I think I maybe only remember hearing about it rather than seeing it. So I don't really know much about it. I mean, is it kind of... I mean, it looks like a kind of a platform adventure game action hack and slash type thing. No? <laughs> No, no, I'm just, I'm just, yes. Uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you're, you are a god, uh, and you oh. create your, your name. Uh, I went by Master Big Bidness. They call you Master whoever you are, <laughs> but I went by Big Bidness as my character name this time. Fantastic. Um, but basically, you are the god of good, and you've been asleep or cast out for a long time, and you've woken up, and you've got this little cherub who's your sidekick. And the first thing you do is you dive. There's this really cool sequence where you dive in to, the, uh, to a statue that's on the ground. And you bring this statue to life. And it's a dude with a sword. And you fight through a platforming stage. And you fight a boss at the end of that stage. And you win. And then what that does is that frees the land from the grip of uh, a monster. One of Tanzra's minions. And uh, so then what it does, it goes from a platformer combat action game to uh, a city builder. Uh, oh. And a very simplified city builder. Uh, well, the the new one's a little more complicated than the old one, but it was still overall pretty simple where you just have, you sort of tell the little people where to build and they will build their city along the path that you tell them to build. And there's really not a lot of options because ultimately you're going to fill the whole place up. Um, and then there's like, while you're doing that, you're flying around as your little cherub, giving them orders and you can like cast miracles like lightning and rain and stuff like that. 
And um, like, so you can use that to like, you'll like use lightning to clear out forests so that the people can settle there, or you'll use sunshine to clear out swamps so that people can settle there. And it's all pretty Uh simplistic. Um, But there's also like these uh, spawn points where these monsters will spawn out and you've got to like shoot them with your little bow and arrow as this little cherub and, (laughs) uh, and kill them. And then you get magic points for that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you lead the people's like encampment, like you, you instruct the people to build and they will build over the monster den and they'll seal it. And that's sort of how the narrative advances. Oh, and they'll like, they'll pray at the altar. So like, it'll be like, oh, they've got like master big business. The people have prayers for you. (laughs) And so you'll go and you'll like receive their prayers and maybe they pray for, you know, you to destroy some forest or to water their crops or to help them find someone who got lost, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and then, so at the end, like once you've built it up big enough and as the story advances, um, there's an act two, they call them a challenge now in the new one, but basically it's like, oh, the, the, the big boss of this area has awoken, uh, master big business. Won't you come save us? And then you descend into a, another area and you inhabit the statue again and you go and you fight, um, through a level fight the second boss and the bosses were so cool yeah um and i I, i'd have to say the one thing i I still can't forgive the new one for is that a lot of the boss art is so weak yeah Mm -hmm. it's just so weak compared to like like if they'd kept the old pixel art it would look better right and some of the stuff they brought in like it's yeah. it's weird to look at this game from like you know, 20 years ago or whatever and be like oh yeah that boss art was just more interesting more engaging um especially one of the later bosses there was a snake boss and it like did this really cool little like head shimmy when it would do certain attacks and it, as a kid it like made an impression i don't know yeah um but the new one uh adds adds you know some more elements of story so there's like so now when you're in the map mode, there will be these sort of tower defense challenges that happen where a bunch of monsters will attack on the ground and you will have to have built fortresses to inhibit them. And uh, your hero, you tell your hero where to go to fight them and you cast like, you know, lightning to kill the monsters and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so you learned to love it eventually? It, I mean, the new one, yeah, it grew on me. It really yeah. did. The writing is surprisingly good. Um, oh, okay. There were several moments where I, like, got genuinely really excited about things. Um, like, these characters. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty hokey, but it was, like, it was, you know, it was, I was yeah. just into it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, like, and the gameplay is still solid. The gameplay right. is... Um, is probably a little better. It's probably better than the original, and it's still it's still kind of clunky in a lot of ways. But that's good, mm, right? Um, so I, know. having done a very quick Google to have a look <laughs> at this game, so I understand a little bit more. What is Soul Seraph? This is uh, it says it's a Sega game that is a spiritual successor to Act Razor. Oh, I have no idea. That mm. sounds like a Sega game that was a spiritual successor to ActRaiser. Yeah. <laughs> just there was an ActRaiser 2 that came out, and I think they completely cut out the town stuff, and it was just all platformer, and you had wings. Mm. And uh, I tried to play that on an emulator, and I was like, oh, I don't care about this. I need... <laughs> I need... I really... Like, the, the, the coolest thing about ActRaiser was going back and forth between the two. 
right. having the yeah. platformer where you're like doing the fighting and then having the city builder where you're kind of above and separate from everything it's uh it's your classic gameplay loop jm uh it's uh i mean it was uh it was new at the time mm. it was a brand new gameplay loop when it came out i don't know too many games that do a gameplay loop like that even no. still i um i i recognize this uh sprite now holding his sword aloft yeah going very pretty. act razor i'm assuming i don't yeah you know there was there's a, there are a couple things so they got the sound they got the music right um okay. they they basically kept the music from the original which is exactly what they should have done um i mean it's more modern instrumentation and all that stuff but like this, this the the music to act razor we actually uh i think i brought it up on the um on the music episode when we did our favorite soundtracks i brought up act razor and the part uh, where you like descend like the um so the soundtrack is is almost identical to the original um different instruments and they've got some more guitar in one of them than than there was before um there is like a sound that i miss when the when the platformer when the character would swing his sword before it would make this like really unique like oh sound (laughs) and it it was it was like a vocalization but it, it sounded more like it didn't sound like the character was like making a sound it sounded like the sword cutting through the air mm. made kind of like a vocalization sound and it was really cool and they they didn't keep that which is a bummer now it like sounds like the guy like oh, oh, and it's like eh. yeah yeah um but yeah no it's really grown on me and they actually included the one thing that i always wanted in act razor um oh that was never in the game and i was elated uh when i found it and uh really like i mean i was just like shouting for joy i was like no yes 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 <laughs> uh oh yeah oh, fuck yeah um so it's yeah it, it really has grown on me it's actually it's actually really oh, don't keep us in suspense jm what did they add can't tell you oh. If you're a fan, like, what if what if Nigel were listening to this episode? Because he is also a big fan of Actraiser, and he hasn't right. gotten to that part of the game yet. Uh, okay. Well, we'll leave it for now. But yeah, it's really good. It's a really good reboot. I, 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 like, the art The art style is on the platforming parts is fucking tragic. Um, oh. Especially the bosses. <laughs> but... Other well, than that, it's a really good game, and I'm really well, glad good. that it exists. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, that got us off to a pretty fine start. <laughs> um, I uh, will kick off uh, my uh, favorite remakes or remakes to talk about with um, a, um, a version of a game that's very, it's probably nearer and dearer to my heart than the original. I think I think all of these remakes are really. Um, and that that might be sacrilege to some people, but I want to talk about <laughs> the special editions uh, of um, the Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey mm. Island Two: LeChuck's Revenge. Hmm. Wow! Obviously. I love the original games um and what is what was so great about the special editions is that really they didn't change anything they 
kept the skeleton of the game exactly the same. Ghost um, Pirate LeChuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and just kind of not even really updated it or brought it back, uh, you know, or, or, or brought it up to date. There were a couple of things that they did do, which I'll, t- which I'll touch on. But the main things was just to uh, give it a new visual style um which again is not like mandatory you don't have to play the special edition with the uh new art style but that's kind of the point um but it looked great um really nice animation uh really nice character art some people didn't like the character art but i really liked it um it was less not that the original um character art in the secret of monkey island was realistic but um it's safe i think it's safe to say that the special editions went for a kind of a they leaned further into the more cartoony um aspects of monkey island yeah but i mean the um, newer games were also the newer games yeah exactly cartoony. this came so after it was to match the, yeah this style. came after kind of the 3d games and things like this and the animated yeah. curse of monkey island and i think yeah. the main reason why i really love the special editions is because it brought them more in line with Curse of Monkey Island, um, mm-hmm. which I am an unapologetic fan of. Um, largely because of the animation, but um, for me, a big part of it is the um, uh, the voice acting. And, mm. um, you know, bringing in the voice actors from the curse of monkey island so i think it's it's dominic armato is the most famous voice um he's guybrush um earl bowen as uh lechuck and i forget elaine's name um alexandra boyd (laughs) there you go i've just found it um you know those voices for me just really they're synonymous with monkey island and just adding those to the first two games, which were obviously, you know, very limited in the sound that was available at the time, um, just really is the cherry on top for me. Yeah. I loved the the new art style. I loved the, the you know, that they re-recorded the music and things like that. But really, it was just having the voices. And in the in LeChuck's Revenge, you could even play the original version of the game, but keep the voiceover. Oh, which nice. Which is like the best of both worlds, you know, like, yeah. so uh, for, for my money anyway. Now, the other thing that they did add, um, the, the one sort of big addition, which was cool, was that they, um, rather than um, using the scum uh, interface, you know with verbs and nouns and you click between them and whatever um they had a contextual pointer so uh the the mouse pointer that you would move around if you hovered over something um you could effectively uh click and it would automatically be like a examine or whatever um but then you could i think you like right click or something and then it's like it brings up kind of a wheel of like the other options, um, nice. you know, so taste or smell or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Just so it's all, you're not clicking in and out of the game window all the time. Everything's 
like contextual. So that was really good. And they did add, they added a hint system as well, which I can understand why they did that. Um, but you know, you don't need to use the hint system, but it's handy if it is there. And especially <laughs> in this day and age where some of the older LucasArts games, some of the puzzles are a little bit obtuse. It definitely, yeah. they they retained all the puzzles, but they, uh, yeah, the, the hint system at least will allow people who really have no concept of how these older games work, like give them the opportunity to at least play through it and enjoy it um, yeah. with no penalties. We had to be pretty well trained how to mm. play <laughs> those old point and click games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it was amazing because like, it also meant that these games were finally available like on more platforms as well. They weren't yeah. just PC games anymore. I, I had the, uh, they released both games together as a collection on 360 and on uh, iOS. I played both special editions. I played them on PC. I played them on my Xbox. I played them on my phone as well. And no way. Yeah. And they were, I, I think they discontinued and you can't get them anymore um, oh, on your yeah. phone. But they were amazing. Like, they still looked good. And obviously the sound was all perfect. Um, but because of the because of the new control system, it was worked really well on mobile. So I could play Monkey Island 1 and 2 on my mobile phone. And it was amazing. And I did. <laughs> I did play them on my mobile phone. <laughs> and it was fantastic. So I, I, I still love those games to this day. And I, I think that... Um, I can I can put them alongside the original versions because I mean the original versions are still amazing and they're included in the special edition so yeah it's it's basically the total package for me and yeah I just love those I love them so much oh man if there'd been an option in this act razor to switch the platformer art to the original sprites uh yeah oh that would have that would have saved the day <laughs> mm, yeah isn't there Oh, it could be going off topic already. <clears throat> well, not off topic, but um, I'm sure there are games now that have been remastered that you can you can switch between. Like, but they haven't changed mechanically, and you can switch uh, between the another world. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Did that? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, that's. I mean, that was not. They, yeah, there was no real remake there. They just. No, they just gave you the optional cleaner graphics and brought yeah. it to new platform. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, my uh my top of my pile, even though we're not doing this in order, but top <laughs> of my pile anyway, is uh yeah, the um special yeah. edition of Monkey Island one and two. Nice. What you got? Um, what you got? Master Blaster. Master Blaster was an old NES game. Yeah, you're gonna have where... to fill me in on this one. Yeah, so I think I, I think what really, I think maybe the thing that I really loved about old games, like the ones that really clicked with me, um, just I'm just realizing this now, talking about both Master Blaster and Act Razor. Uh, Master Blaster is a platformer. 
where you are in a like a like a tank like some kind of weird super tank that can jump and as you get power-ups it can like drive up walls and it can like have rocket boosters and stuff like that oh. uh and upgrade its weapons um and then but you can also get out of the tank and be your like your little guy and <laughs> like run around he's got like a giant like helmet like he's got a big head and like a little okay. body <laughs> Oh, I see and him run now. around and He's you can fight like things. like a little motorcycle helmet on. And... Yeah. And then there's also parts where you go into a cave or a door somewhere in a level. And then it becomes a top-down game where you're playing as that little guy. And you've got to get through like a little maze or puzzles or fight bad guys or whatever to get to, you know, a switch that opens up a door so that you can drive your tank through or whatever. Power up. Um, and I had loved the game as a kid. But I never got really far because it's really hard. Right. Um, and I don't think I ever owned it. I think I only ever rented it. Um, and uh, and um, so, but then I, you know, I, I played it on an emulator not that long ago. And I was like, wow, this is really fucking hard. <laughs> um, I'm not going to play through this. Like I played for a while and I'm just like, it's just like it, it was, it was it just like the fun to unforgiving ratio just was, was, was yeah. off. Um, yeah. But then I saw Master Blaster Zero on the Switch eShop, and I got it. I can't remember. I think maybe it was on sale. I don't remember. But I got it, and I started playing it on a Lark. And it was, um, you know, I only know about the first few levels of Master Blaster, mm-hmm. but they uh, they remade the levels. Like, they're the same. Like, the, the layout of the level is roughly the same. Yeah. But, and, and, but they, they kind of read, they tweaked some balance issues. So that it's, it's still, it was still, it wasn't very challenging. It was a little challenging, but yeah. like I, I ended up playing through the whole game in a couple nights, which is fine. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an old timey platformer. I really don't want to spend my life you know, <laughs> yeah. doing that. Like I'm not a kid anymore. Um, so it was really good. It was a lot anymore, of fun. Mom. Not a kid. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> um, I need my video games easy. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really fun, and I really enjoyed it. And I was surprised at the level of fidelity that they brought to it, while still like finding ways to balance it and make it better. And I, you know, it wasn't a huge deal. It's not a huge publicity thing. It didn't come out with any fanfare like ActRaiser or anything like that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it's a really cute remake, and it's really good, and it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm looking at it now, and I'm I'm really uh I'm I'm really enamored with the fact that they yes it's a remake and it's and it's clearly a step up from the original nes game visually but it still looks like an 8-bit game yeah yeah but it, it is better quality it looks kind of like uh what's the best comparison um what's that game shovel knight it looks kind of like it's got that sort of aspect to it. Or The Messenger. Let's relate it back to yeah. one of our games. It's like yeah. the early part of The Messenger where you're in the kind of 8-bit realm. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's very clearly inspired and designed to look like the 8-bit style. But it's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's what your, it's like what your brain remembers 8-bit looking like rather than yeah. what it actually looked like yeah exactly yeah yeah and i as someone who enjoys the old aesthetics um for what they were it was yeah i really liked that 
Because, like, the the shape of the dude's head was one of my favorite things. I don't know why, but, like, that little, <laughs> right. like, dude popping out of the, the tank, you know, yeah. was just really satisfying to me. Um, so having them do the same thing, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the, the fidelity to the original. And so you never got, you never even got very far in the original one. No, no. So I don't know how, how, how long the level parody, like, stays yeah like how long they keep going with that um but i don't i mean i just well yeah point, but I, i'm just having fun point is yeah the remake caught your eye and yeah. you were enamored enough with the original that you wanted to give it a go and it was good enough that you played the whole thing yeah yeah it ended up being good enough that i played the whole thing and it was a so lot of fun it, and, yeah that sound i mean that's that's a good remake isn't it yeah exactly right that's a good remake yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, shall I continue on the yeah. on the good remake uh, uh, road? Uh, Go for it. What I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> um, I am staying on a point and click uh, tip here um, by talking about another uh, beloved franchise for me uh, and i think for lots of people um but it's not the most wholesale remake but i think it is a definitive it 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 turns what was a really good game that i loved into like a definitive version um which is the original broken sword shadow of the templars the first broken sword game the director's cut So, did you ever play Broken Sword? No. Oh, so Broken Sword was a game that came out in the 90s, kind of mid-90s, I think. And uh, it was an animated point-and-click adventure uh, starring a lead character called George Stobart, who was an American uh, on holiday in Paris. And... um, he is at a cafe one day and then um, a bomb goes off in the cafe and this kind of starts off this whole chain of events where he tracks down um, what was, what's been going on and um, he meets a journalist called Nicole uh, who helps him and uh, together they kind of uncover this uh, kind of a secret cabal of uh, wrongdoers who are uh, they're Templars they're obsessed with the Knights Templar and it's kind of this um, you know sort of conspiracy cult conspiracy thriller type thing where these guys are gonna um, use the um, broken sword to um, to end the world or something like that yeah and um it's amazing. I mean, it, it follows the same template as kind of the reason why I loved Curse of Monkey Island. It's that animated style of point-and-click adventure with voices and um, hand-drawn animation and stuff like that. So I loved it. I originally got into it through a demo on PlayStation. Um, so I played the whole point-and-click <laughs> Broken Sword game on PlayStation was the first time I played it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd always loved it. Um loved all the sequels as well 
Um, but then in kind of like the 2000s somewhere, like maybe around the same, maybe even around the same time as the Monkey Island special editions, um, they released a director's cut of Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars on the DS and it was the first time the game Ooh. was available for DS. Yeah. So I had a DS and I was very, very excited um, because it was that I'd played a bunch of other stuff on DS, like uh, Hotel Dusk and games like this that were kind of like visual novel type point and click adventure type detective games. But um you know, they were made for DS and they were really cool, but they weren't like a traditional old school um, point and click that I remember. Yeah. And then Broken Sword came out and I was like, holy shit. Uh, so I was really excited and I got it. And obviously, I mean, it's perfect for uh, DS using the touchpad, um, a touchscreen rather um, uh, for your inventory and things like that was just like so good they they utilized the two screens so well and um they also added a bunch of new content brand new content which was uh, a a complete subplot uh featuring nicole so in the original game you just play the game as george and you just experience the whole story from george's perspective um and nicole kind of comes in and out as she helps you out um, but what the director's cut does is it lets you play as Nicole throughout an entire subplot that weaves in and out of George's story. So, um, you play the, you play them both at the same time. And so it will get to certain points in the original story that you remember, and then it will, it'll cut from George's story and you'll go and do something as Nicole. Nice. And it worked so well. It was so good. And it just like, it just made what was already a great game even better in my opinion um and they also brought in uh so the the uh the studio that made broken sword uh was revolution software and um so they made um beneath a steel sky did you play that one? Oh no so that was another really good point and click adventure which i think they've made a sequel to recently which i guess could class among these type of remakes remasters um but that was really notable because uh dave gibbons who uh co-created watchman um and illustrated watchman uh he designed he did all the character designs and everything for beyond a steel sky and he came on board for the director's cut of broken sword and uh redid all of the character art for the whole game so it's all it all looks like a dave gibbons comic um nice yeah it's fucking great man <laughs> it's so good it's like such a wicked wicked remake and um similar to um monkey island special editions it it brought the game to like so many more platforms so I think yeah. you can play it on like a whole bunch of shit now. I think you can play it on, you could play it on iOS. Uh, I think it came out on the Wii. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you could use the pointer. Uh, DS was where primary platform that it came out on. I'm not sure what else it came out on, and obviously PC. Um, but yeah, that was a, a great game. And if, you, if you've never played it, I really uh, recommend checking it out because it's, it's one of my favorites. It's fantastic. Nice. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's on Switch. It could <clears> be. <throat> it could be. It's also got a hint system in case you need it. Ooh, good, <laughs> good, good. I think it laid the foundation as well for Broken Sword 5, um, which eventually came out um, and was all sort of updated, you know, like had super swanky, nice animated graphics and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wicked anyway. So that is second on my pile. Broken Sword. Director's nice. Cut. It was sick. Uh, my next one is one that I'm not really a super huge fan of. Oh. It's just another remake. <laughs> just another remake. It's Final Fantasy VII. At last, the promise has been made. I mean, it's the elephant in the room when you're talking about remakes, isn't it? It's so it was front loaded, is what it was. Mm. Uh, I mean, there was a lot there, right? They did so. Ugh. <laughs> it was. It's I not love a remake. That you brought this up, and like neither of us particularly want to talk about it, but we're going to anyway. Because it's not a remake; it's a reboot. Yeah. Because they're like, because the whole finale of that game is. You know, we're changing the future. The future isn't written. And it's yeah. like, what? What? And then, like, they released an expansion where you play as Yuffie. Yep. A fucking kid that stole all my materia. <laughs> but now she's in the, like, like I'm shocked at the expansion. Like, you don't leave the city. It's like, what? Really? Yeah. You're still in the, like, another, oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, like, Sephiroth being just throughout the whole thing from the start mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like this is supposed to be a mysterious build-up this is yeah. supposed to be cool but like if i can if i can beat sephiroth in a fight in the first game like in the first chapter of this thing that's not impressive at all yeah it doesn't make that makes that doesn't make me feel cool that makes him look weak yeah i dislike that they traded on all of the nostalgia and familiarity with the game and the characters only to then go ah, you remember all yeah. of these guys and like we're gonna cram everything into this thing but this is merely a pretense for us to just make whatever the fuck we want with the same characters you know, because yeah. that, as you say, that's that's how the ending sets it up, is that it, yeah. it kind of sets it up to go, this could go in a different direction from what you remember. And it's like, well, that's not what we asked for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wanted that. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe people like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can know. understand. We talked about this last week when we talked about Cowboy Bebop briefly. Like, yeah. I can understand, like, adapting something. Wanting to, you know, maybe change a few things to make it work for a different audience or whatever it may be. Or sure. Up update a few things. Sure. But yeah, they're literally just going to make a brand new version of Final Fantasy VII. Which yeah, is kind it, of like, it's, what? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not the same. It's not like, oh man. Did, did you play through the whole thing? 
Yeah, the the yeah, remake. They, yeah, they did all like the weird shit where like the ghosts were like forcing the plot. Yeah, and it's like this is this is this is high school writing. Yeah, and it's this and is... it's got nothing to do with the original game. Yeah, and and like the original story was good. It was there fine. Like, yeah, I mean, it gets incoherent at the end because yeah. But that's, so it that's been... what they could have remade, right? It's like yeah. they could have they could have taken the original game and gone, "Hey, you know what? Some some of this doesn't work anymore. Like, let's yeah. fix it." And Clean it, would, it and people would, yeah, and people coherent. would have been like, "Hey, great, good job, guys!" But they've gone. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're not just gonna clean it up. We're gonna change the entire story. Because that just make that just yeah. that just makes you think. Oh, so you so you all think the original was like a waste of time or like isn't worth playing anymore? Yeah, know? because yeah. you'd ra- you'd rather people, you know, play this new one. You're kind of throwing it back in people's faces a little bit. I think it's just so weird. It's so It's very weird. strange, isn't it? I mean, it looks and beautiful. So here's the thing, right? This is where Front Loaded comes in. <laughs> right, yeah. So at the beginning, it's gorgeous. I mean, that's 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 the big selling point, right? It's like, yeah. it's Final Fantasy VII, but it's gorgeous. And the co- the changes to the combat system are fine. Um, like, that's fine that they modernized that. I, I didn't mind that. Um... And there's a scene where Cloud bumps into uh, the flower girl. Aerith. Aerith, thank you. Um, and, like, she like she drops a flower or something. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets bumped into, she drops a flower. And I'm looking at this flower at the beginning of the game, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is fucking beautiful. Uh, this is what I'm here for. This is Final Fantasy VII, but it looks photorealistic. And then later, you get to Aerith's house, her and her mom's house with the garden. Yeah. And there's scenes in the garden that involve cameras doing close-ups of the flowers in the garden. And they are shitty, pixely background (laughs) art. (laughs) <laughs> that someone decided to point a camera at. Like, they didn't even put, like, one really good flower in front of the camera. <laughs> they didn't even put, like, one pretty one rendered in front of the camera. They just lowered the camera down to, like, the art that you're supposed to look at from 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the f- you, I know you have the assets for this. <laughs> I saw them yeah. earlier in the game. I mean, yeah. It, front-loaded is right. Because... So much expectation, clearly so much work went into those early um, first looks at, like, gameplay and stuff like this. Yeah. Into the opening of the game. Yeah. And then the rest of it just reeks of, yeah, compromise. Like, this game needs to come out. The fact that, you know, they turned around after, what, a year and a half or two years of development and went, "Uh, hey, we're going to split this game up into episodes <laughs> it's like oh no <laughs> yeah the writing was on the wall early on yeah They're just but i mean more they can chew basically i guess i guess i i i you know it's it's like those things it's like in the the shitty hobbit movie there will mm. there are these Which changes <laughs> <laughs> well i forgot that they made it into three yeah all three of them. <laughs> um but the first one in yeah. particular um there are these changes that these dipshits feel like they need to make. And I don't know if they make them like consciously or if they're just like, they just don't give it like, they just 
think they're smarter than the original material and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff where, like, in the original Bilbo, uh, he, uh, he, like, he, I can't remember. There's some things where he, he does them. He makes the choice to do some things, and it's pretty clumsy. Yeah. Um, and he like, it's like him just talking like, Oh, come over for tea tomorrow. Yeah. But then they, they change them in the new one. They change them in the movie to make it like less him making a dis like him making a clumsy decision, stuff like that. And I, 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 it's, I, I saw it when it came out and I haven't seen it since. So it's hard to remember, but like, then they added a bunch of, and this, these make more sense, but they added a bunch of dumb shit where like, he's more heroic than he should have been at the beginning like with the trolls yeah uh when they find the trolls in the woods and the trolls capture everybody um bilbo doesn't do shit he doesn't save anybody Mm -hmm. uh but they they changed it so that he did so that he like did some dumb like i'll be a hero shit like right out the gate and it's 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 so weird when people feel I don't know. Like there, there are these small changes that really like that weird me out. Yeah. Cause it's like, why did you change this? Why did you put in the effort to not do this the way it was already written? Who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, I know. Um, another thing on final fantasy though, I wonder how much of this kind of, uh, revision of the plot and where they're going to take it in future installments I wonder how much of that may have been driven by the fact that they were like, we have created a monumental task for ourselves in remaking this game. (laughs) And it would be so much easier if we could just make our own game (laughs) using these characters and this, these assets that we've already created. I I don't think so. I, I I genuinely don't like like they had the structure there was a structure there was a story it is it is known to be well loved it's a banger uh like there was nothing there was nothing restrictive about the original that you know that they couldn't have handled i mean all i had to do is make new art assets and animations mm-hmm. and shit like that i mean it's a lot of work it's a, it, it is a monumental task yeah but but just just like it, it it is in no way made easier by yeah. abandoning the source material. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I will close this out then with... Uh, what do you got? I've got... Um, again, it kind of encompasses more than one game for different reasons, but I love them both, and I consider them both... Uh, mm, close to definitive one of them definitely um but i love the resident evil remakes oh yeah So uh, I'm talking specifically about Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. Um, That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The original Resident Evil, uh, one of my favorite games ever. Um, I loved it. 
but I never played the remake. So the remake came out way earlier than I realized. Um, so the original game came out in like 1998. Yeah. And then uh, the remake for gamecube it was specifically for gamecube um yeah. came out in like 2002 so yeah. it was really quick um and the reason why it was remade was because uh shinji mikami basically they they were they were gonna make they were gonna make the game for gamecube and he decided that he was like well the gamecube has more uh Power? there's more possibility yeah there's 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 more possibilities here than just doing a straight port so i so yeah. they decided to remake it and then as they were remaking it so originally i think it was just going to be like a visual upgrade because yeah. you know they were like it deserves a visual upgrade and this console can do it but then it, the, as they were remaking it they started to make gameplay changes and then it really became like a you know a director's cut is what they called it i think when it first came out um yeah. they added in stuff that had been cut from the um original playstation version because of space and time um they switched around some of the puzzles made them slightly different improved certain puzzles so it wasn't just it wasn't just a visual upgrade they uh they basically went back in you know and when what can we fix and what can we change it, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about with final fantasy 7 right so what yeah. square didn't do with final fantasy 7 capcom did with resident evil and that they went in and went okay less time had passed between the two games but even still mikami was like we can do better like i, I can yeah. make this better um and just made what i would consider the definitive version of that game and i didn't play it when it was on gamecube so i only got around to playing the re to, to playing the director's cut when it was remastered for <laughs> ps4 <laughs> um, remaster of the remaster yeah so it was remastered in hd and then i played it on ps4 and i was like this fucking rules because before that i'd only ever played the original resident evil played it multiple times but only played the original yeah. um and as soon as I played the director's car, I was like, this is it, man. This is so good. Um, and I've since played it multiple times, that version. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I absolutely love it. Because what I love about it is that it... Because Resident Evil is, in my opinion, it's such a good game anyway. Um, the The director's cut just updated it to a point where you don't need to touch it anymore. It's perfect as it is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it got a fresh lick of paint for the HD version. But, like, other than that, it's like, this game is so good, it totally stands up and you don't have to do anything else to it. Um, oh, I should say that they uh, they redid all the uh, voice acting and stuff as well, which is, so, <laughs> it obviously, That's good. it's still a bit cheesy, but it's a lot better than it was in the original. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think they re re-recorded the voices for the for the remaster as well i could be wrong but anyway yeah. um so yeah i absolutely love that uh remake slash remaster and i think it's amazing but when we talk about resident evil 2 uh it's a whole <laughs> different ball game because this 
this did go more the Final Fantasy VII route um, in that basically they decided to they were going to do a remake of Resident Evil 2 but this was going to be a, a, a complete overhaul of the original game uh, They it's uh, for anyone that hasn't played it um, it was more along the lines of more recent Resident Evil games rather than uh, the old kind of, you know, static camera yeah. tank controls. Uh, so it was a over the shoulder. If you played Resident Evil 4, it was more like that. Um, yeah. But updated even past Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Uh, 5 and 6 are terrible. But updated, <laughs> you know, past them to the point where they were more... Um, in line with third-person action games that you would play in this day and age on yeah. uh, generation eight and nine consoles um so from a gameplay perspective it was all new brand new uh the good news is it worked <laughs> and the action was really really good um but it still maintained the proper horror element mm that was so crucial to the original resident evil 2 resident evil mm. 2 is a little bit more action-packed uh and a bit more bigger in scope than Res the original resident evil but um it was still you know a spooky game and had jump scares and things like that <laughs> yeah and the atmosphere and just everything visually uh the design of the locations the the way the set pieces work in that game is really, really masterfully done. You can tell that they really took the time to get everything right, um, and that they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna compromise. They were, they were, they were not just gonna make you know a three D action shooter and call it Resident Evil Two. Like it had to feel like Resident Evil Two, um, and it's astonishing. I was so impressed. Um, because I really didn't think, because I still love the original Resident Evil director's cut so much, I really didn't think that a remake of Resident Evil 2 that completely did away with the original and started again yeah. would be anywhere close to the original. But I think it's fucking amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I recommend that to anybody that is... The, uh, whether you be a fan of the original Resident Evil 2 or not, um, I recommend uh, the remake of Resident Evil 2. It's really good. Resident Evil 3, shit. But I don't <laughs> like the original Resident <laughs> Evil 3 either. somebody has the rights to it locked up in a vault somewhere i can only assume that they are working on something there's gotta be but it's i mean that's because that's one that man i really i'll, I'll cut all i'll cut all up. this out because we might as well talk about it now <laughs> but we, well we, should we say bye should we say bye first <laughs> no, it's fine. bye everybody we've got a private conversation to have <laughs> thanks for listening um tell the people bye robbie oh sorry <laughs> uh, hang on, let me just check Ask Forecast. I'm going to check the Ask Forecast oh, hashtag. Okay. Ask Forecast. So, for the people listening to this, uh, we have um, a thing, a hashtag. It's called hashtag, hashtag Ask Forecast. 
uh, you can hashtag that on Twitter and we will see it um, because we can click on the hashtag and see the collected tweets and if you use that hashtag you can ask a question and we will see it and we will answer that question we are people who work at Devolver if you've ever had any questions for people who work at Devolver this is the place to ask them so with that in mind I am clicking ask forecast on Twitter latest <laughs> there's no fucking questions <laughs> there's no fucking questions to ask forecast. what is wrong with you people we know people listen to the podcast so get on it maybe maybe we're so informative that there's no need to ask maybe, any further maybe, questions maybe well anyway I want to see some questions next week, people. They can be about anything. (laughs) Just do me a solid. (laughs) Um, All right, then, JM, do you want to take us home? Oh, sure. If you want to ask us questions but don't feel like getting onto Twitter, you can always join the Devolver Digital Discord. We have a channel for the forecast on the Discord. Uh, If you do like Twitter but you want to just hear things from Devolver Digital instead of asking, you can follow at Devolver Digital. Uh, we got a website, devolverdigital.com. We got an Instagram. We got a TikTok. We got a Twitch, twitch.tv slash devolverdigital. We got all the things, all the medias. Yes, sir. Yep. 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 Okay. Well, go and play the games that we told you about. I've just realized we didn't talk about, uh, Metal Wolf Chaos, but anyway, Metal Wolf Chaos. That was chaos. Yep. Goodbye. That happened. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow.